Want to put her in the mood? Watch your horror movie. Dude, she's like twice our age. I really don't think it's going to happen. She's here. You are breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you. Now, don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So, what do you want to do? Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. What was that? What the fuck? Oh my god. Get away from the window. There's someone there. Ashley! Are you hiding? I'll find you. Don't worry, I'll protect you. Welcome back to The Bloody Pit. It's episode 120, and we would all just like to say, Happy Holidays. And if that doesn't piss you off... (laughs) (laughs) There's that war on Christmas! (laughs) (laughs) Then you're in the right place. (laughs) We are here once again. Uh, It is the Holiday Horrors annual episode. How many of these have we done now? Six? I I, I meant to count, but I want to say six or seven. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this year... I chose, and I, I was fearful. You may have noticed uh, when we were on the on the Golden Arrow episode. I, I afterward I was waffling about mm-hmm. you know do I, do I really want to do one that's uh, one none, none of us have seen? We don't know anything about. Oh, but we should introduce each other. I'm sorry. That's right. You don't don't ride me. Sorry, ride me, John. Who are you again? <laughs> I am the fabulous John Hudson. <laughs> Fabulous. That's right. But you need to be sure. To, I was going to say, don't let us go without introducing the world to their favorite annual holiday menage a twerps. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be us. <laughs> and to your left is? Troy Gwynn. Both figuratively, reality-wise, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. politically. <laughs> to your left is Troy Gwynn. And Troy is also fabulous. Ah, well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. The fabuloso. <laughs> Gosh, I just I noticed we all have the same facial hair. This is horrible. We, oh gosh, we do. We all doing the. Oh my god, Lord. Yeah. This is this is. Uh, we need to rethink a lot of our lives, guys. <laughs> yes, and, we uh, do. And to quote the monkeys, there it's all shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> but as I was saying before, I so stupidly interrupted myself. Yes, holidays horror. Or holiday horrors. horrors. Yeah, I get the I put the S on the. You did. Yeah, on the wrong word. Anyway, this year we're doing a fairly recent film, a movie of uh, incredibly recent vintage, 2016, indeed. Yeah, John Hudson actually uh, uh, once again got turned down his suggestion for Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Uh, That's right. Thanks to <laughs> Senor Hitler over here. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. When it's your turn to pick. <laughs> We can do what you want to do. Oh, I've got I've got one picked out already. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you. Well, at least I have twelve months to gird my loins. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> That's a visual nobody really man. <laughs> we just lost a bunch of listeners. With that. <laughs> they could just hear I, I click, then delete. Too. I'm sorry. <laughs> delete, delete. Cars crashing. <laughs> well, as I said, this film is from 2016. It was filmed in 2016, but. Uh, depending on where you are in the world, it was actually released in 2016 or 2017. And regardless of that, I gotta say, I'm really happy I decided to sit down and watch this movie because mm-hmm. this surprised me. Mm-hmm. 
But I guess we can get to that. Before we get to that, I do have a, an annual fuck with the co-host question. First, is, let's say the name of the movie that we're covering. Well, it's Better Watch Out. It's Better Watch Out. Yeah, also can't you people as, read it? He's holding, yeah, holding it right here in my hand. These Which, people, Troy can't read it. That's what it is. Troy couldn't read it. Mm-hmm. But that was just for all the people who just push download on an episode before they even see what the episode <laughs> is, where they just, you know... Better watch out. Is that a warning? They, they see John Hudson's name, title? and they're like, I'll have it, you know, without seeing <laughs> what it is, what is he talking about. It's like, I would hear to listen to that man talk about the phone book, you know. Yes, That's that right. man could talk about plucking hairs from his own nostrils. Let's, let's, let's go listen to him. Come on. That's it's all great. good. And yeah. I, this movie, actually, it I took me a while to find it, because I kept looking under You Better Watch Out, which is an alternate title for a film that we've already done, which mm-hmm. was 1980s Christmas. Christmas Evil, and that's yeah. what kept coming up. I was like, where is this film? Well, it was on Amazon Prime, thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, So we were all able to watch it at the click of a button. Yeah. Yay. But it's out there on a number of streaming services, mm. actually, which I guess should shock me, especially after I've seen the movie, and I'm thinking... This must be flying under the radar of a lot of people. Yeah, well, I had not heard of it, and, and and I just was assuming you guys were picking, uh, you know, an 80s film or something. So every time that kept popping up, I could be like, no, it's not that one. You know, <laughs> but when I finally had, I think I had to send one of you guys a message saying, is this, is, it, is this the 2016, 17 film is the one we're doing? And, you know, because yeah. I was just thinking, no, it can't be that one. Yes, yes. I, I When you sent that text, I, I did refrain from going, yes, you dumb bastard. <laughs> but that's what he said to me. That's what he said. He's <laughs> like, you got to hear what this dumb bastard asked me. Can you believe this stupid Idiot. son of a bitch? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the question for this year is, once again, about Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Now, I've asked you about, you know, like favorite Christmas gifts from your childhood in the past. What was your wished for Christmas gift when you were a kid that you never got. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Tricky one, isn't it? It is. That's a tough one. And see, it's not like a lot of people. A lot of people go, well, I never got the damn pony. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. hey, that was kind of a standard <clears throat> yeah. wish yeah. for a lot of people. Um, You know, and it wasn't like we all grew up and got, you know, we're in rich families where we got right. everything we want. I mean, obviously there were things, you know, but I think we're all pretty understanding when our parents say, well, we'll say, well, Santa just doesn't, you know, Santa's on a bit of a budget this year. <laughs> right. It'll be, you know, um, geez, Still I Still is at my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, that Santa's purse strings are pretty tight. You know, the closest I can come with, and maybe one will occur to me before the end of the show, the closest I can come up with right now is one that I got talked out of that I thought I wanted, you know, because I drooled for... Years over, uh, you know, I'd always in the back of Famous Monsters the uh, the the mask, the full head mask, the Don oh, Post yeah, mask, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I wanted one of those Don Post masks, and they generally ran about forty bucks in those days, which is you know big yeah, astronomical, astronomical, yeah, you know. especially for a kid, <clears throat> and you know, it, and so that was what I was asking for, and 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 my parents pretty much said like, well, if you if you get that, it's pretty much that's going to be you know, it pretty much that's going to be your you know your Christmas, you know. And I sort of pushed further and further, and, and my mom kind of just asked me a very wise question, you know. She, she really just said, you know, she said, now, how much use do you really think you'll you'll get out of that, you know? And even as young as I was, I mean, you know, as a kid, you think, like, I guess I'm never going to take it off. I mean, I'll never, you know, I'm not going <laughs> I'll to, never I'm going to find a way to eat through it, brush my teeth through <laughs> it, you know. But but the way she asked it, you know, because they would have done it. I mean, they would they would have, that's what Santa would have brought me if I would wanted it, you know. But but she asked that question. I sort of thought about it. Maybe it was my first part of leaving my childhood behind or my first bit of real maturity, you know, before my first wet dream or something, you know. <laughs> 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 but uh, but I Coincidentally, also involved involved Don, Don Postmax. Post <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Specific, specifically, the guild man. Yes. <laughs> with, with hands yeah. and feet. Yeah. But I just, you know, but I thought, no, you know what? I, I, I think the wise man would take that money instead and get a bunch of Planet of the Apes figures instead. And there so, you go. You know, so you I think smart. that was, yes, I was. I was. I was so, so I think that was, uh, that's the closest I can get for you right now. Like I said, maybe I something so. else. That's but a that's, good, that's, that's, that, that's a good one because yeah. for usually it's a, and that's the one I, I think of from my childhood too, is an expensive thing mm-hmm. that you yeah. really, really wanted. Yeah. And you thought you, you either thought you were going to get, or you, yeah. you, you kind of. In my case, what I wanted was I wanted a new bicycle, even mm. though I'd only gotten a new bicycle the year before. Uh-huh. But I'd spotted this bicycle and I really, 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 really wanted it. And it's like you know how you go from dropping hints to dropping yeah. bricks mm-hmm. just in verbal form. Yeah. I I'd yeah. advanced to <laughs> dropping small houses and towns essentially. Uh-huh. By the time it was just like. And I, I was never told. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was never given the slightest bit of reason to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And and so and still had the gall to be you know a little sad and disappointed on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. even <laughs> with all the other stuff laid out there under the tree. <laughs> right. What I noticed is there's not the two wheeled beast that I want. Yeah. Where's my bicycle? <laughs> it's like your bicycle's out in the yard <laughs> where it's been <laughs> for the past year. <laughs> But so for me, it was a. Oh, I can't even. I can't remember how old I was. I can't mm-hmm. remember what year that was when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how old I was. But uh, I remember that being that moment of you know it's it's, <laughs> it's that feeling of opening a, a package, a brightly wrapped package, and it being socks only times ten. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. And you know, I can't remember. Because I lived in like Richie Rich when I was a kid, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the robot maid would bring my gifts <laughs> yeah. to me. Yes, of course. But I can't remember anything where I was just greatly disappointed that yeah. I didn't get something. I never really asked for a ton. It would always be like, I want model kits or yeah. any. Oh, I, I constructed lists. Oh, I did too. Yeah. But it'd be like any Kiss records except for these that I already have. <laughs> but one thing I always wanted that. I don't know how much I pushed for it, but mm-hmm. thinking back on it, I still wish that I had this. Was the Talking Geraldine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I love Flip this Wilson. Was a, this yeah. was a thing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Squeeze. It would say like the devil made me buy this dress. And... Oh my lord, Geraldine. Yeah. Well, what got me to thinking about this was uh, I ran across a, an image of uh, all the all the Mego figures. Mm. I was going through all the Mego figures, and it yeah. made me remember that. When I was a kid, I really wanted the Mego Conan, mm-hmm. even though he had that completely fucked up hair. Oh, they all did. I mean, they, I mean, they, they just never couldn't quite make that. The Thor doll was the same. Thor figure was yeah, the same. Yeah, had right. that crazy... Yeah. Yeah. Just blob. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I never got that. But it's, the thing is, is like I remember the Migos that I did have. And I had like, uh, the, you know, Ben Grimm, I had the thing, and uh-huh. I had the Human Torch. Yeah. I had a couple of others. I'd have to look at the images again, but those are the two that were burned in my memory because I had, you know, I had half the Fantastic Four for mm-hmm. God's sake. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do remember really wanting the Conan one, and never, you know, and I don't think I ever even saw a Conan one in real life when I was a kid. Yeah, so I never got that. But, yeah, and yeah. I guess I did mm-hmm. want the Spider Man. I never got that. I had Superman and Batman, and played with them until the rubber bands broke. No, sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, Their arms and legs all flew apart. <laughs> yeah. I remember. The, I, I don't think I ever had the Batman one, but I think I had. I had a, my cousin had one, and I think we, I know that the, there came a certain point where Batman no longer had a cape. Yeah, <laughs> well, was, if I remember right, like their insignias were just stickers yes. on the cloth, so not a lot of playability in those. Well, <laughs> well to get back to talking about you know. I mean, I wasn't kidding when I said I did ask for all Planet of the Apes figures for one Christmas, you know, and yeah. and I got and and it literally is. And once again, they did again say you you sure you because what I asked for was of course the main characters, you know, the Zero, Cornelius, you know, Doctor right. Zayas, and then they said whatever's left, whatever Santa's left, they can do 
make it all gorillas, you know, and they were, you know, and they were like, really, you don't want something else? I'm like, I was like, how can you, you got how can you have a gorilla army, but you can't have a gorilla army with just one yeah. gorilla, so yeah, I need multiple gorillas, you know, and it's like, that's a and, and I mean, I think I got like, is at least six, you know, is at least six, it might have been eight, I don't know, now you would think out of that many gorilla figures, I would at least have one left that was in intact, you would think, you think I would have taken one of them and said like, I'll send him on a shelf no, for future kid, collectability, no, they all, they all got decimated, by my, they all know. gave their lives they fighting their Godzilla lives. Aurora models, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mini Godzilla Aurora models that I kept yeah. going through because I would, I would play with them, I'd make them fight all until they broke and then I'd have to, dad would have to run out and try and find another Godzilla Aurora, <laughs> you know, because there were no other Godzilla toys. That was it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, back then, back then, that was, that was it. true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Kids ah. today, they just yeah, don't you know just don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how good they got it. Yeah, and they all really they don't. Do is, all they oh. do is bitch and look at their phones just like me. <laughs> well, any of our age, I mean, it's like almost daily. I see on the, I, 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 I see, you know, some new, the new Mego style figures. Something come out, and think like, oh my god, if I'd had this when oh, I was, yeah. if they had had this when I was eight years old, man, this that would have been it, man. Exactly, man. You just. You can just imagine the the seizure you you would have with the you know so you know for like a day your left arm would no longer work and it would slowly recover because you're a kid. Well, I mean, they finally came out with the true Gorn Star Trek figure yeah. because mm-hmm. you know remember the figure that they had the Omega yes. figure was they took the lizard figure painted him brown and put him in a Klingon uniform and passed that off as the Gorn. Of course, I got it and I loved it. It was a great toy. But, you know, it wasn't the Gorn, and now just a few years ago, they came out with, here's the true Mego Gorn as it should have looked, and I was like, God, if I'd had that, man, that would have been awesome. You'd have still broke it. I'd have still broke it. <laughs> you'd have still played with it, it until but it would have been great. Yeah. You would have Kirk food that fucking thing to death. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, but the, I mean, we used to put our figures in. We'd get the G.I. Joe Jeep, me and my neighbors, man, because we all, all our driveways were on inclines, and we would like pile as many of the figures as we could in the G.I. Joe Jeep, you know, me and the Mego and G.I. Joe figures, and just let it go down the hill and hit all the rocks and flip and throw all the, you know, figures out. Well, that's, that's so why, did these, why, why don't I still have these figures in, yeah, in yeah, pristine yeah, form? Not, yeah, not, not hard to figure out past a certain point. It's like, ah, oh, yes, how do I not have those? Then the memories oh, come yeah. flooding back. Like, My original, uh, original run of Star Wars figures, those first figures they came out with, yeah. you know, I got all those, you know, those first 11 or 12 they came out with, and I had a little SWAT van. Remember those? They had the little SWAT figures that were about the same size. Yeah. They had the SWAT van, and, 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 you know, me and my brothers would, you know, pile as many of them as could the SWAT van stick firecrackers in all the holes there and light them and watch it, you know, <laughs> watch it blow. Which, so. you, you can picture it now just as you setting a big barrel of money on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might as well have laid a few hundreds on top of there. <laughs> Let me just torch my first few paychecks. What the hell? All right, folks. We're going to... Gonna take a break and get this thing on track. We go, we'll take a break, come back, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about Better Watch Out from uh, 2016, described as a psychological horror film, and about a kid who probably would have been really hard on his toys. Uh, he's we watch in this movie that he's hard on his toys. It's just that his toys ter- turn out to not necessarily be plastic. Right. Why, well, howdy, partner. How can I help you today? I'm looking for a movie to watch, but I. What in tarnation was that? Never you mind, son. Now let's focus on your needs here. I'm looking for something to watch, but I want something I ain't seen yet. Ooh, watch yourself there, partner. Why, I reckon you've come to the right place. You've come to the place where the East meets the West. The East meets the West? 
where is that and how's that going to help me? Oh, that was close. You better duck. I don't understand what's going on here. It's like I'm in a place where kung fu and cowboys have combined somehow. Well, that's right, partner. You'll go and find some offbeat films here, no doubt about that. Host Rigor is going to take you on a journey to discover not only the hundreds of amazing martial arts films of Hong Kong's Shaw Brothers, but also it is spaghetti westerns. Spaghetti westerns? Is that some kind of joke? No, sir. Western movies made in Italy from the 60s to the 80s are called spaghetti westerns, and that's a fact. You can find the East Meets the West on all the major podcasting apps, as well as havenpodcast.com. Well, thank you kindly, sir. You done settled my entertainment needs, even though it's a tad dangerous in your store. Like I said, go to your podcasting apps or go to havenpodcast.com. The East Meets the West. Your new favorite ranch to hang out at. Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, hear me, kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Better watch out, 2016. Before we go too far, we want to warn everyone that um, this is a twisty, turny film. This has, uh, at a rough estimate, three or four twists in it yeah that i it's impossible to see coming yeah and what we want to do is we want to make sure that you know that there will come a point in our discussion of this film where we're going to stop and tell you don't listen to the rest of this podcast until you've seen the movie because there is a is it about 25 minutes in or 30 minutes in something like that yeah 30 is where things take us in the first yeah. hard left there okay. you know it's right. like whoa yeah. yeah it's a 90 minute film and the first 30 minutes are a certain thing yeah and then it switches up and then it continues to confound your expectations for the next hour mm-hmm. it is one hell of a ride but we want to we want to emphasize it would be best for you to see this movie before you hear the entire discussion of this film that we're about to launch into. Yeah, I Here's, wouldn't even watch a trailer. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I haven't watched but, a trailer. And I, yeah, and I didn't either going into it. Did I would I stay did. away from anything. Just go in completely cold is the best way. Yeah, yeah as, as cold as you can. Because uh, this, one's, this one's worth going into it with as little information as you can. You can <laughs> muster past just knowing that you need to push play. So, with that warning... Let's talk about this thing. Um, before we get before we go uh, into the plot, I would like to say that the, as soon as I was done watching this movie, uh, I was incredibly impressed by a lot of things, and we'll talk about that as we go through the film. But one of the things I immediately wanted to know was, okay, 
who the hell directed this? Because what else has he done? What else has he done? And then you look it up and you're like, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> two he's things. done yeah. some, some shorts and, a, yeah. and one feature before yeah. this and nothing since this. And that's really surprising. It, it is because the guy, I mean, I was going to yeah. talk about this later, but his mastery of the camera and yes. the shots yeah. is yeah, it's just, not a not something you expect a young filmmaker to have, that kind of skill. His other right. film sounds really unpleasant but good. I mean, it like, sounds mm-hmm. like a pretty intense ride. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have the name in front? Well, undocumented. Uh, undocumented. Undocumented yeah. is yeah. the name of it. Uh, basically a film about uh, people who are trying to expose, I guess, the uh, treatment or, or exploitation or maybe possibly murder of, a murder of illegal immigrants, I guess, and they run afoul of the people who are actually doing that to illegal immigrants, I think, and it's it's pretty, it's pretty intense, a lot of yeah. torture and stuff in there, but they say it rises above what people think of the typical torture porn or something, but they said it is a very unpleasant unpleasant uh, experience, but a very well-made film. Oh, we should say his name. His name is Chris Peckover. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, you're, you're right, John, talking about his, his, camera, his camera framing, his use yeah. of uh, movement within the within the the situations that he's he's fr- he's framing up perfectly, uh, the lighting, the use of lighting in this, it's a very sharply be- it's a sharp beautiful film, and there are there are more than a dozen times in the movie when I was watching I was going smart 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 use of the fact that you're taking that it's taking place at Christmas time to be able to use red lights here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. green lights here, yeah. You know, and and to, and to kind of meld them together so that you get this this kind of uh, splash of color in certain areas, it's 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 extraordinarily well thought out. And there's a part of me that I would love to know. I did not look at any background information. I couldn't find um, what I wanted was an in depth interview with the yeah. director and the screenwriter, the yeah. co screenwriter. I, I I have the feeling that they storyboarded the shit out of this man. Had to. They had to, had to to get this to look as. Jeez, just picture perfect at times yeah. as this thing is. Yeah, all of that would be fantastic. I mean, a movie can look good; it can be really well directed, and 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 all of those things can be thrown right to the winds if you don't have a story that is intriguing. And lucky for them, mm-hmm. boy, did they have a hell of a story. This is this is a t- this is a tight, taut, sharp, mm-hmm. clever movie. Yeah, and I'm. I know that sounds like I'm throwing a lot of really high praise at this film. Nope. I was going to use some of those same yeah, same yeah. words. Yeah, so same here. You're, I'm right there with you. So uh, shocked at how good this is is exactly how I felt. We had, Beth and I watched it uh, last week, and we were just yeah. stunned. St- yeah. Stunned by how good this was. And, and I had seen it last year yeah. when you suggested it. I had seen it not long before, and I had heard just... Probably on a podcast or something, saying, "Hey, you need to see this movie. It's really good." So, mm-hmm. and it was on uh, Vudu. You could buy it for five dollars to stream it. So I thought I'll risk five dollars, and was again just blown away at how good it was. So when you suggested mm-hmm. it last year, it's like, "Yes, we need to do that." So, and I think if uh, you know, even if the film, even if it flopped, you would think. I mean, it's still a surprise. This guy is not has no credits after. Not even anything in development. Usually yeah. on IMDb, it'll at least tell you if he's working on something, if something in development, because you'd think somebody would still have taken notice of his technical skill, regardless of of what of how the film did financially. You know, so that is just real, still kind of strange mm-hmm. that uh, that he doesn't have anything apparently even in the works. It's it's bizarre, and uh, one can only hope that somewhere down the road, another project he's able to get another project off the ground, yeah. or he even if he works as you know a gun for hire on on mm-hmm. a TV series or something like that until he can get. You know another script uh, mm-hmm. in development and, and in front of cameras yeah. because this, this I mean yeah he's a young guy mm-hmm. but 
yeah. he knows what he's doing behind the camera. Yeah. So seeing seeing it the way we had to, which was you know uh, just streaming it off, I guess Amazon Prime, you know, and, mm-hmm. and of course, and, and there not being any not much back behind the scenes stuff, not of any kind to dig up about this. You know, we don't yeah. really can't really tell you much about the you know don't really know much about the making of it or any anybody's experiences on it. But it certainly turned out terrific. Yeah. Did you know any... I mean, okay, there are two actors in the movie that everybody knows. Yes, right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Virginia <laughs> Madsen and uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, yeah. They, they play the parents, and they're essentially... They're, they're bookend characters. They, yeah. They're there at the beginning to set everything in place. They're missing for the vast majority of the story, and then they come in at the end. Mm-hmm. But their their first scene together is just a great... <laughs> I mean, to watch two veteran actors yes. just dig at each other that oh, way and just play off each I other that them. way. Yeah. Uh, just, she has one of the best lines where she, yeah, she says, that Jimmy, <laughs> what he's talking about is Christmas decorations. Yeah. She said, hey, do you ever suck a man's dick occasionally or something like that? <laughs> yeah. but it was just, I mean, they're great. You know, it's great to see Virginia Madsen getting some of these cool roles. And she's yeah. in the swamp. She's in the D.C. swamp thing. Swamp thing, yeah. That, she's great and, at that, uh, too. Yeah. But I I did not know either of them was was in this yeah. until the credits rolled and I went oh okay this is great and then uh, one of the few things I do know about and as far as background is that apparently uh, from what I've read a, a lot of their dialogue there at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. uh, was the two of them improving uh-huh. off that's, of each that's, other yeah. cool and cool. kind of kind of using what was on the on the uh-huh. page to uh-huh. kind of come up with something that they felt was a little bit fresher yeah and so that's why some of that pops so mm-hmm. so effectively is that Warburton's really good at this I mean yeah. if you've ever yeah. if you've ever heard Patrick Warburton do any of the voices that he's done on a bazillion oh, yeah. different shows <laughs> from the Venture Brothers and the Tick to God knows what else mm-hmm. uh, you know that he's got that ability to like turn a phrase and twist a syllable mm-hmm. To make something funny in a way that you might mm-hmm. probably not expecting, and and to watch him do to watch him do that mm-hmm. when he's actually on screen is a real joy. I even love the little the little uh, tr- trick he's essentially playing on his wife as they leave there with the, with, with the, the Christmas tie. ties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I which I thought that, that was yeah. just like that's perfect. That's that's two people who I mean, they they felt like two people who had been married for they a very sure long did. time. Yeah, yeah they if, sure did the little digs and the way yeah. that. He grates on every nerve she has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his and his 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 uh, hilarious creepiness towards yeah. the babysitter, which isn't really it still isn't overdone. It's still just not like totally yeah. exactly. Like, you not, don't he's, even he's know. Not, he's not being a lech. Yeah. He's but it's clear kind of, that he's just kind of distracted by how attractive she yeah, is. Yeah. I'm glad she's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are the two actors that I knew instantaneously. Yeah. I know these two guys. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, and mm. as soon as they exit at the beginning of the film, you're like, okay, clearly that's what they are. They're bookend characters. They're there at the beginning. They're there at the end. Mm-hmm. So, and the way the thing is set up, I mean, it is a, uh, it's a film that takes place in a single house over the course of one evening. Mm-hmm. But my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mileage that has gotten out of this, this, yeah. this house, this location, mm-hmm. uh, front yard, backyard, every stinking room in the house. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's re- it's really effectively done. Now the, the, Upshot. The, 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 we we should state that what what the setup is is that it is uh, a night in December, uh, snow on the ground. Parents are going to the parents of this uh, young boy who is uh, I think 13? 12. 12 or almost 13. thirteen, twelve, almost thirteen, almost thirteen. Yes. Uh, they are going to a Christmas party. They've got their regular babysitter coming over. The uh, the young boy and his uh, best buddy have shall we say the hots for this for this for this mm-hmm. babysitter. Mm-hmm. Which ain't a shock when you see her. She's a very attractive young girl. One of them describes her as a 10. Mm-hmm. thing about that is that if, if you hear me just describe that, you might think, okay, so this is going to be some ridiculous... John, John Hughes type of... Uh, well, no, come, it's, I think you're, you're picturing that girl. Mm-hmm. You're, you're picturing this, this girl that these people are gaga over, and you're going you're gonna to picture something that's cartoonish in a way. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, a, some 
blonde Boy, with yeah. overly large breasts. And mm. no, no, no. She is a beautiful young girl. She, she's one of those one of those women who the she's pretty the moment you look at her. Mm. But the more time you spend with her, the more time you see her in different situations, the more you realize, oh, she'd be deadly to be around long term mm. because she's prettier the longer you're around her. Mm-hmm. The more you see of her, the more you hear her talk and talk to her and learn a little bit about how she deals with things. It's like, oh, this is a, the character itself is really competent, very good at what she's doing, and smart. I was, I, she's, she just got prettier as the movie went along. And it's not like they started lighting her in a different way or they started playing up, you know, changing her makeup or making, doing something uh, physical if anything, to make her more attractive. she's less pretty as it goes along yeah. because of things that happen throughout the course of the night. Exactly. So the and, infatuation that these, these two guys have with her is understandable, but not ridiculous. And one so, thing I would like to jump in with, let's yeah. go ahead and let we'll her know who her. it is. It's Olivia De, Olivia DeJong. DeJong. Yeah. And the character of uh, Garrett, who was the the boy who's babysitting's best friend, is played by Ed Oxenbold. They played the brother and sister in The Visit, the M. Night yes. Shyamalan movie. <clears throat> yes. Right. I saw that. I've not seen that movie, but I saw that listed in their credits as a common as a common credit there. It's good. It's sure. a good movie. And Lauren oh, and I actually really watched is. it. Like, mm. She had never seen it, so I thought. And after I saw that, I was like, I'll dig that out and watch that again. And it's a good movie. And it's they have a great dynamic in that film that. It's totally different in this movie, but they work well together. Yep, and that I, I'll be honest, that uh, M. Night Shyamalan film, The Visit, is the only other place I've seen her. Yeah, uh, same. She's another one you think, this girl should be in a lot more mm-hmm. than what she is. Because pretty girl, but not like, over, like you said, not overdone, like bombshell pretty. She looks like she'd be the prettiest girl in your high school. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But she doesn't look like she just came out of central casting. I was... Really impressed with her performance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because yeah. there's a lot that she's asked to do in this movie that is difficult, and I mean difficult mm-hmm. for any actress of any age with any level of experience. And uh, at the age she's at, I mean, she's uh, when she made this. My God, she was born in 1998, so they made this in 2016. That means she was 18 when she made this, so almost exactly the age she's supposed to be mm-hmm. in the film. She handles. I wonder how how good a director this guy is. Is he so good that he can can coax this kind of an excellent performance out of a young actress, or is she just that talented? Well, he gets good performances out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even the secondary characters who don't have a lot of screen time, he does yeah. more. None of them are just caricatures. Even no. the one who's the closest, mm-hmm. he gets a little bit more out of that character. And, and you're right. Later on in the film, without spoiling anything, there is a character that 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 is on is on the scene for a few minutes, who. Everything for the first few lines of dialogue that he has makes you think this guy is he's just a he's a prototypical stereotypical mm-hmm. freaking douche. He's just a, a movie douche. But you spend just enough time with him to get the sense that okay, actually a lot of that seems to be a front. Mm-hmm. He's he's not as much of a douche as he's trying to he's putting on a facade trying to keep the, you know trying to keep a certain wall between himself and other people. Well, before we go any further, let's go back to the very beginning of the movie because yeah. a lot of the groundwork starts getting laid early. Yes. Yeah, even yeah. before we get to what we're talking about, where the babysitting sequences start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the first the first scene in the movie is the snowman, and oh, it looks yes. like the big brother knocks its head off, <laughs> yeah. and the little sister yells, "You butt fucker!" Yeah. <laughs> 
which I've wanted to say that to Rod during this, these shows for years, and it's great to finally look him right in the eye and say that. But but that sort of sets the tone for yeah. the and sort of the unexpected turns that you're yeah. going to see. Yes, I thought the use of starting it off with a piece of classic Christmas music I kind of felt to me like a little nod to like to the you know. Amicus Tales from the Crypt, or you know, just say mm-hmm. what we talked about when we covered that episode about how Christmas music, classic Christmas music, can actually be really creepy in a certain setting. And just yeah. the way it started with yeah. that, I thought, I wonder if this is just kind of a little bit of an homage to the way that music is used so so heavily in that Tales from the Crypt all, all through the house, you know, episode. Well, now here's a question that this is a this is kind of a larger question before we get into the meat of the the plot. There's a part of me that thinks that this movie doesn't necessarily, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't even take place at Christmas necessarily. Not on Christmas Eve. You mean like not on Christmas Eve? Or well, it doesn't Christmas. even take place in the Christmas season at all. <clears throat> the story that's being told, basically the, the the center of the story, which is the babysitter and what happens in that house, all that, all that's required is that the parents leave to go to a party. Oh, sure. Back. Yeah, right. That's true. Right, it yeah, could be yeah, New Year's Eve, yeah. right? Halloween, anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. It could be that's anything. true. It could be that's any true. time of the year. But they set it at Christmas time, I think, for a couple of different reasons. One, it allows them to play off all those the, all the colors. Mm-hmm. You get the decorations. Yeah. You get you know. Th- there's nothing particularly Christmas at all mm-hmm. about the story that's being told. It just happens to take place at Christmas. Now, I don't want to get into the debate on is it a Christmas movie or does it just take place at Christmas? Is it Die Hard or is mm-hmm. it Fuck You? <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> They're setting it at Christmas to add to the atmosphere, mm-hmm. to be able to use the the red and the green lighting. To, 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 do, to use the decorations and to use the music like you were talking about mm-hmm. to add an element to the, the storytelling mm-hmm. that enhances what they're doing. So I think it's a smart choice, but I would say that this script is strong enough that it would need that. Yeah. This could be said in May yeah. or June. It wouldn't matter. The script is so freaking strong that all they need to do is isolate the characters in the house, mm-hmm. have the parents away, and then mm-hmm. return at the end and you've got, and it wouldn't matter that it takes place at Christmas. I'm really happy that it does. Yeah. But I thought that's another strength of the movie, which is that, um, well, at least from one perspective, it's a strength of the thing, which is that it didn't need to be at Christmas, but it just, it just, it just adds some nice kind of, kind of touches a little, a little, a little uh, detail work around the edges. Well, that makes me reminds me of what we talked about before we started recording that uh, the filming title was Safe Neighborhood. Right. Once again, that. Now, I don't know if they called it that to just disguise the fact that they were making a Christmas-themed horror movie, if they knew how long that they were going to change the name. or But if you take that name, that name does not say anything Christmas, about Christmas, yeah. which which kind of points out what you're saying, is that, you know, mm-hmm. really in its initial concept, uh, could, it could didn't, you know, is not tied into a holiday at all. Yeah, it didn't have a Christmassy title yeah. from, from Jump Street, mm-hmm. which is all well and good. I mean, apparently in some places it was released under that title, mm-hmm. but... Once you said it at Christmas, hey, yeah. why not? Yeah, <laughs> why not right, sure. grab grab a title that's gonna gonna mm-hmm. play into it? Why not? But, yeah, and there's Christmas atmosphere all throughout, and there's yeah. of course snow everywhere. Mm-hmm. But once but you make once you make that choice, yeah, you're there. Yeah, but what you were saying about the script, you're exactly right. It could work anywhere, and the script is so tight. There are little. This movie is so rewarding to do repeat visits oh, absolutely, on yeah. Yeah. because there are so many little pieces of the puzzle that you don't know are pieces uh, yeah. of the puzzle mm-hmm. and when you go back you'll even like ah I didn't even think that yeah. right. and one of the first things I thought was great at the very beginning as you see our babysitter going down the street on the phone as she 
stops, there's a black cat that crosses her path. Exactly. And she slams on the brakes, and that cat comes back later. But as she speeds up again, you see a black SUV start and slowly turn and follow her. Right. And I don't think that comes up again. Does that black SUV appear? That, that's the one thing that I never got answered as far as I, because I tried to watch that too to see if that, and, and we may not be able to, you well, may not be able to answer I, it until I we, think, until we. Well, here's uh, the thing. One thing we will say is this movie starts off as a home invasion story. Yeah, yeah. And having that van be something that you see makes the home invasion thing immediately pop. Mm-hmm. When it starts to happen, you're mm-hmm. like, aha. But I think in this case, it's just like, I think to, it literally just paraphrase just, Freud, it's, sometimes it's, it's, an SUV is yeah. just an SUV. Yeah, that's what it is. I think it literally was just there to make you think that SUV is going to be significant, right. and then it never really yeah. is in that. Yeah. So I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up, because at some point I was going to ask if you guys, did I miss something? Or that's the one thing. There were some other, on my, before I did my second viewing, there were some other things that I'll get to that I thought, I, like the first time through, I, I felt was, a, my, I couldn't remember where the thread, if it played out, you know? And mm-hmm. the second time through, I think they all, I was able to spot where they set it up and where it paid off. And so much you really had to be paying attention to. Yeah. But the, that was the one thing that I think that was just literally, like I said, was just to make you, like, it wasn't really significant the whole rest of the film. It's not yeah. really anything. So It's yeah. just one of those little details yeah. that allows you to immediately go, okay, I think I'm half a step ahead of the characters mm-hmm. in the film because we saw that that black SUV at the beginning of the film. Yeah. You're thinking that that's connected. Because no, I, I thought you're wrong. It's just a black SUV. Because I was thinking the second through, I was thinking, okay, is this what the the douche character we're talking about? Yeah. You know, was that what he was driving? And you know, and it's going to turn out that he was really lurking around nearby the whole time. But then same time through, when it shows him, it's always a close up, and is it never? Because if it was going to be significant, it would have shown it. Oh, yeah. to where you could see, oh, that was the van. It's obviously there's no connection there. And so, that's yeah. the other great thing about it is even though there are so many things that are important later, mm. there's never a moment where the spotlight shines like this is an important thing that yeah. will pop yeah. up yeah. later. There's yeah. never a zoom in on an inanimate yeah. object. Don't, that, like that, yeah, that right. In, in the first third, where you're thinking, why the fuck are they showing us that? Yeah, mm. why are they leaving that carving knife shining? Yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. know, there's yeah. nothing like that. Everything. It's just totally part of the conversation and never sticks out. Another clever thing that I... I love this when a movie is, is able to do this effectively is that when shit starts to go down, that's when we learn just how smart and competent the female lead character is. She's immediately lights off, down, grabs a knife. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like all those things that you, you immediately... All those things that you... Sitting in a movie theater with a, with a group full of morons who are drinking would be shouting at the screen. No, this woman is in front of every one of those things. Hmm. Every stupid move that you're expecting a stupid character to do in a movie, she doesn't do. Hmm. And it's that much worse that there's no way for her to see what's coming at her. Hmm. It's imp- it would, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's, it's, And it's as impossible for the audience to yeah. know where this thing is going to go before it gets there. And then what's going to happen after that? And yeah. then after that? And then after that? This is a this is an impressive script. I can't think, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I couldn't find anything in it that didn't work. Yeah, I couldn't no, I find. Really, yeah, I couldn't find a hook to hang a, no. a any kind of serious or even like yeah. minor complaint on. Yeah. Nope. I can. Yeah. I've watched it three yeah. times, and um, once was my initial viewing, and then with Laura, I said, well, "You should watch this. You'll like it." 
So I'm watching it kind of through her eyes the second time, and she loved it too. Uh-huh. And um, and then I watched it again to take some notes. And by number three, I was really looking for like, where's the hole? Where's yeah, yeah. where's the thing and that right. doesn't work? Right. Where's the right. bad? It, where's the bad yeah. performance? Yeah, and it's where's all the, there. Yeah, where's the off kilter thing? Where's the here's the thing that I as I get older, the more movies I watch, one of the things that I can I, I spot in even great movies, I spot little scenes that didn't necessarily need to be in the film. They're, they're, it's good to have them. It's like you can spot it and go, well, I'm, I'm glad it's there because mm-hmm. it, it adds color or it adds detail or it adds some some bit of atmosphere or something. Mm-hmm. But it didn't need to be there because we could have still gotten to where we needed to go just as effectively without it. I couldn't find anything like that. Well, because every scene at the beginning, every scene pays, pays off. off in another scene. Yeah. So. Which is, it's it's amazing. Well, let's head back with the with the plot here and, and head down because we could talk about how great this movie is. <laughs> we haven't really said much about what it's about yet. Mm-hmm. But see, we're 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 hoping to drive people to go see the movie That's before true. they hear us spoil the shit out of it. That's true, because we're gonna have to. Yeah. Robert, turn that shit off. It's giving me a migraine. Yes, uh, darling. My ornaments are oh. conspicuously missing from the tree. We're not. Putting those on the tree. No shoes or chop your legs off below the knees. You sure you've never sucked another man's cock? Not even in college? Not some lost weekend, fishing trip, secret special friend? Never? Not that I can recall. Because, honestly, Robert, this is so... Metrosexual? That's not even the word. It's metro. Metrosexual. I'm allowed to like gay things. I need a drink. Well, let's dig into the plot. We'll use the, the basic plot synopsis that uh, is, is available on uh, Liwikopedia. Like I say, we're gonna we're gonna reach a certain point where we're going to uh, tell warn you once again to watch the film before you listen to us discuss the rest of the movie because we don't want to spoil past a certain point. So uh, it's Christmas time, and seventeen uh, year old Ashley is babysitting precocious twelve year old Luke. Now Luke has romantic feelings for Ashley, and unsuccessfully attempts to seduce her while watching a horror movie. As a matter of fact, he and his, uh, his crony buddy, they planned this out beforehand. Mm. They're, these, they're your standard 12-year-old, you know, puberty has hit, and it has mm. hit really hard. <coughs> pair We're of guys. actually coming up on the first twist that you're going to spoil. Uh, not really, because the, if you read any description of this film, it tells you that a babysitter deals with a home invasion. Right, that's true. And well, that's the first half hour. And one little bit of nuance that I really appreciated is they get a pizza, and Luke does not like mushrooms, but they get a pizza with mushrooms on it, and you see him picking the mushrooms off. Yes. I hate mushrooms. That's right. I, he, <laughs> and, I can attest. I always have to remind myself when we're ordering pizzas. For, it's like, you know, what is it you don't like? Yeah, and mushrooms. I have picked off mushrooms just like that so many times, <laughs> and I thought that was a nice touch because I saw this like, yeah. I've done that, <laughs> and I appreciate somebody feeling my pain. One thing I love about this this film with the kind of uh, reflects these modern times is, you know, it has kind of the boys of this particular age. We all know that there's there's that, you know, that women are such a girls are such a complete mystery, you know, alien, yes. you know, that you're trying to figure, you know, your and your conceptions and your, your thoughts about who they are and what they think are so completely alien. They're in some, but yeah. in this film, of course, we see that they're like kids now is they're getting so much of their information from the Internet, which makes right. it even worse. You know, so mm-hmm. they're getting all their inf- misinformation about women and what they like. Well, what I love <laughs> is that they, and it's brilliant because it, mm-hmm. it's this common it's this combination of uh, information that they've gotten that's 
accurate, mm-hmm. but that they're completely wrong about the application of. Right. Yeah. And my favorite of those as they're as they're as they're talking back and forth, while one plays a video game and they still carry on this conversation, which is also, typical of yes, kids, of yes. course. Where they they're talking about yeah the reason he wants to watch a horror movie with her is that the fear response it has it produces the same physical mm. uh, reaction mm. that uh, sexual arousal does. <laughs> so, right, so the connection they make the they make the right. ju- so, leap of logic yeah. that's really not logic, but to mm-hmm. them right. it seems logic. To them it's logical. So if I'm there mm-hmm. and we're watching a horror movie, mm. ergo. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this plus this equals sex. It's like yeah. <laughs> that's not how that really works. But, but I love that that's you know the, uh. that it, that he's that they're right. Mm-hmm. The information mm-hmm. they've gotten is accurate. <clears throat> it's that twelve year old misapplication of information yeah. that's gonna, that's gonna make make it miserable for him. Mm-hmm. And it does because you see him being being and not cartoonishly awkward. Mm-hmm. He's very believable as he's attempting yeah. to do what he can to put himself in the position of hopefully having this night go a particular way. Mm-hmm. Then things start to happen. And it does appear that that black SUV was not something we were just, you know, should have ignored. Mm-hmm. No, it does appear that there's something going on out there. Is it? Is it? I'm trying to remember. Is it when the pizza man shows up? Before they've ordered the pizza. Yes. And, of course, the way the camera films him is sort of like you don't really see his face. You don't face. see his face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all... And he's got sort of a creepy way yeah. of saying, uh, have a good have evening. A good evening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, obviously, I mean, what I love is that... No, it's just... Uh, we just didn't show you the pizza guy so that you would mm-hmm. stupidly mm-hmm. go down that path and yeah. start thinking in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, of course... The whole thing about wait a minute, we didn't even get that that called in. We didn't get we didn't call in the order, mm-hmm. and then the 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 boy saying, "Oh, Luke, well, I guess yeah, I guess I guess my dad did." Right, right. As the film unwinds, as we as we start to go through this process, and we realize that there's someone who's apparently laying siege to the house. Someone is trying to break into the house. Phones are out, and cell phones aren't working. All of a sudden, they ha- you know they they haven't had any trouble with their cell phones, but now. The, the thing that immediately goes into your mind is, aha, someone really is pulling some shit here because they've got a they've got a, a, a signal blocker. Mm-hmm. They've kicked and on then, a signal blocker. And then Luke accidentally throws hers into the fish tank. Accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And what I love is that when he tosses that phone to her and it goes into the aquarium, Beth immediately went, he meant to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she picked yeah. up on that. I mean, for, yeah. for, I didn't. Yeah. But she went, yeah. he meant to do that. And there was a part of me that wanted to go, well, yeah, the actor needs to get the prop into the aquarium. I kept my mouth shut going, wait a minute, that seemed obvious to her, but not to me. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie goes on, mm-hmm. uh-huh, mm-hmm. maybe she's right. Well, at any rate, someone does come into the house. The The 12-year-old goes into his parents' room, gets the, his father's handgun. We don't see him do this. We see him come back with the handgun. From that point on, it's... What the? It's what you've been told. It's what. It's what's on the tin. Yeah, the phone rings. They answer it. Nobody's there on the other line. Right. You know, we've seen that. You know. Yeah, all this stuff is going on, and someone's in the house, and they spot. They finally spot this person who's in uh, all in black and wearing a mask and has a shotgun. Mm-hmm. So everything is just amped up. They try to hide in the attic. There's all this stuff going on, which was a great bit because yeah. while they're watching the horror movie. And the the babysitter's like, oh, why would they go in the attic? That's so stupid. <laughs> and then they wind up having to hide, <laughs> having to hide in the attic because they're they're in a position yeah. where that's yeah. the only option that they currently mm-hmm. have. Yes, mm-hmm. the, the 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 plot mechanics that get them in the position that they're in is fantastic. And then 
this is where we're going to start talking about things that you don't want to know about yet. Because we're about the 30-minute mark in the movie mm-hmm. when we're going to start spoiling this movie. Mm-hmm. We have to. I, I hate yeah. to say it, but yeah. we have to. Otherwise, we just have to stop talking about it. Because <laughs> yeah. there's nothing else to say unless we spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and believe me, we went back and forth and kind of thought about it yeah. for a while. Yeah. But I really do think that, the, that for those who have seen this movie, really digging into the twists and turns that the, that the rest of the film presents is, uh, is, is worth doing. Mm-hmm. So if you have not seen this film, it is my fervent wish that you go mm-hmm. and watch the film and then come back. We really, should, it, yeah, saying, so. we really shouldn't spoil this for you. <laughs> I'm so choked up. Getting choked up. I get, I get, I get, I get, I get, I get <laughs> My toes curl up and my fingernails fall off. It's, it's horrible. But you have now been warned. So if you continue to listen to this and you not watch the film, peace be upon you, brother. <laughs> because you have been warned. Yeah. Okay. But what you're saying is we will not tolerate anybody complaining about us spoiling. This That's movie right. Because, yeah. Right, we've warned you. We've yeah. double warned yeah. you. We've triple dog warned so if you. you. If you just want to be shamed in public, you can you can go ahead and, and just walk down the street naked, and we'll yeah. throw, we'll fling poop at you. Yeah. Shame. 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 Well, Luke's buddy Garrett, while all this is going on, he returns to the house. This is before they've spotted the black-clad, shotgun-wielding, mask-wearing person. Mm-hmm. And they hear a, a window break upstairs. They they go upstairs with, wep- with what they essentially think would be weapon enough to deal with whatever's going on here. And they find a brick has been thrown through the window and start... Basically, they do the very smart things, which is they realize that there's some kind of... something blocking cell service. And so they crack open a, a laptop and Garrett, who's supposed to be some kind of computer whiz... The babysitter immediately says to him, Ashley says, you, mm-hmm. there are other, there are other Wi-Fi signals from the neighbor, from neighboring houses. Try to latch onto one of those so that we can get a signal out and call the damn cops because we, you know, the phones won't work. We can't use the cell phones. Try that. And they leave him to do that. They go downstairs trying to figure out what the hell is going on still. And Garrett comes downstairs because he's gone and picked up the brick and written on the underside of the brick is you leave, you die. You die. Yeah. Well, they start to freak completely out. The power fluctuates at that point, and Garrett loses his shit and runs out the back of the house into the backyard, and you hear what sounds like a silenced gunshot, and Garrett goes down in the backyard. Well, at that point, everything switches, because now there's no... To your, to the, to your, to your mind as a viewer, oh shit, <laughs> we've killed a kid. <laughs> This movie has has dropped all pretense of playing around, and we've just assassinated a child in the backyard of this house. Backyard of this house, he's flopped out dead in the snow. I had one thought at this point was, yeah. or something that just kind of pinged in my head. I thought it was, it kind of put me a little bit wondering if he had really, if that's what really had happened to him. You know, I wasn't at all thinking of what was, you know, anything like what was about to happen. But just the fact, and the only reason was because. One of the first things you see of, of him and Luke, of, of Garrett and Luke, is that there's obviously something they're concocting, that they're planning some sort of like prank or experiment or something. But you should, remember, it shows yeah. him how he's sneaking into the medicine cabinet. Yes. Getting some of the medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. So you know that's going to play out somewhere in the well, film. See, I just read that as the Garrett kid, first time through. Hmm. That's, the, that's the Garrett kid who's just, he's, 
He's fucking 12, man. He's mm-hmm. like, what, what, what kind of weird-ass pill can I think? Yeah, and he's already talked mm-hmm. about the weed that he's got right. and smoking weed, so I thought yeah. that as well. Did you? Okay, because yeah. to me, I thought, to me, it seemed like their language was veiling like something that they were planning some sort of, of gag or some sort of... And so when he went down like that, what my thought was just the speculation, just wondering, not him and Luke or him and anybody, it was just like, is he faking this? Oh, okay. I thought I thought is he faked that possibly with the person that's stalking him outside. In other words, was he in oh, with was he, not, was he with, with some mysterious yeah. black Because I thought maybe yeah, because him being obviously kind of the the nerdy kind of like Luke is obviously his you know he's sort of the nerdy character. I thought if maybe Garrett was going to end up being part of what was going on outside, I didn't really think it real hard. It just kind of speculated just because I thought you know he wouldn't be dead right now because they haven't played out. What they've set up with him taking right. those pills, but I see why your take on it was too was just that he was just being a mm-hmm. klepto kid, just klepto drug, like klepto, yeah. Yeah, you know, through the medicine yeah. druggy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shocked, Ashley and Luke run upstairs, hide in the attic. Ashley almost breaks her neck from a fall down the attic steps, but Luke catches her, and after they run into Luke's room and hide in his closet. Which, by the way, uh-huh. running, running into the room and hiding that like, closet, what is I was it? like, yeah. if, if they start batting away yeah, that, wire coat, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's going to be more of a Halloween nod <laughs> exactly. if they tried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, the filmmakers, once again, mm-hmm. are nodding towards something, but not like clubbing you with it. Right. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's really well done. Yeah. We didn't have her out in front going, the keys! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, at that point, they see uh, the, the the armed intruder, uh, the guy with a shotgun, walks in, and he's looking around the room, trying to find, looking under the bed. But and this is where the spoilers really kick in, folks. Yep, yep. Ashley recognizes the mask that this guy's wearing as one of Luke's, and goes out and yanks it off the intruder, and it's Garrett. Yeah. And and that's something I didn't pick up on the second till the second time around is where she knew that she saw him wearing the mask yeah. in a family. Fortune. Yeah, because right. she says that's your mask. Yeah, oh, how did she yeah. know that? Yeah, exactly. You see the second it, time you're like, oh shit, that's where she yeah. saw it in the yeah. family. Yeah, which is pretty cool. There's no yeah. fat. There's yeah. no wasted right. shot in this right. entire movie. Yeah. Well, Ashley realizes that Luke was hoping to seduce her by scaring her. This pisses her off, and so Ashley yell, yell, yells at Luke, calls him mental, and says he needs therapy, and tries to leave. Luke follows uh, follows behind Ashley, and once at the top of the stair. Luke slaps her, causing her to fall down the stairs. And I'll be honest, I thought she was dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that's where this was going. Well, luckily, it turns out she's just knocked unconscious. I want to say something right here about the the kid playing Luke, who's really good in this too. Oh, yeah. He's also called to do some, really some, he's got to tread a pretty thin line through that whole first part of the film yeah. with giving you hints of who what's really lurking inside his head without too much and what and 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 I, did you guys have the feeling like when she's going off on them about when they've realized, when they've kind of confessed to her that they were just trying to scare her you know yeah. and and when she's like reading them the riot act and telling them how immature and, and you know and how much trouble they're and all that you see that look in his eyes he yes. has the perfect look where you suddenly see and and I I caught the look, still not knowing what was coming, but I caught the look and thought, you know, it kind of registered that he looked like something had changed in him. You're still, and then we start following her, you're still not, it still comes as a total, you're yeah. still not expecting him to, to just, yeah, like, slap him. he's just him. been really hurt. Yeah, exactly. To but him. there's a, but he did a great job of, yeah. of suddenly flipping that switch of like, okay, now you suddenly see the real mm-hmm. Luke. Well, see, there. that's one of the things, and if you've watched it multiple times, this is, this, this becomes even more evident. His plan for this evening had several trap doors in it. Yeah. Where if plan A works, yeah. in other words, if 
scaring her and have and I get to have sex with her, that's the evening. That's the end of it. If that goes south, then we do the fake home invasion. And maybe that works. If that doesn't work, we have C. We've gone A, B, C. We go to the third option, essentially. And that's where we are now, where first one didn't work, second one didn't work. But if either of those two had worked, the rest of the evening, all these things that happened afterwards wouldn't have happened. And, and, and then also... Well, we'll get into it a little more later, but just the, 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 it, it's one of the fun to watch this, too, is trying to figure out how much of this did Luke plan and how much of it was thinking on his feet and just improving to think another he, step. And I, there's certain things I think, I think he, he didn't plan for. There's only, and one, thing I, there's only one thing that I think, well, yeah, I think where we he went off track, that is. Yeah, where, yeah. where he had to improvise. I yeah. think there's only one. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that, but I know yeah. which part you're thinking of, too. But yeah. I think everything else is something he gained out mm-hmm. and made sure he could cover himself. Mm-hmm. And he had trap doors at each mm-hmm. point that would have allowed him to get away with this, mm-hmm. essentially. And the only one, there is just one, and we'll talk about it when yeah. we get there, but there's yeah. only one. Because I thought for the longest, well, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, and I said it out loud while we were watching the movie, I think Garrett is his fall guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, was that, it was that feeling yeah. of, yeah. If, you're, if you're in the room with a con man and you don't spot the con, you're the mark. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kept thinking about Garrett for a while. Garrett, the reason you're here mm-hmm. is you're yeah. going to take the fall. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. But I do think that that was one of his trap doors. Yeah, yeah. I do that's think what he Garrett was, yeah. Oh, yeah. was a trap door. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So she's been knocked unconscious. When she comes to, Luke has bound her with duct tape to a chair downstairs in the house. And Garrett has gotten really stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, <laughs> he took on, something. Whatever, whatever those pills, he says yeah. at some point, he doesn't Oxy. know what those pills are. Yeah, it was yeah, like It turns out to be Oxycontin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> Luke has the handgun, the, the, uh, the, the pistol that's apparently his father's, and he forces Ashley to play truth or dare with him and with, with Luke and Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an interesting sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, goes about how you would expect. Mm-hmm. And this is where I start to become more and more impressed with the actress playing Ashley because she's really got a lot resting on her shoulders, which is she's angry, she's pissed, and she's negotiating at the same time. And I'm really impressed. Well, one other great thing about her performance at this point is before, when they thought when you thought it was a home invasion, she was terrified. Yeah. Now she's not scared anymore. She's mad. She's, yeah, she's yeah. pissed. Yeah, she's not not afraid of what's going to happen. She's just pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, her boyfriend Ricky arrives at the house after receiving a text message sent by Ashley earlier. When Ricky fails to find Ashley, he realizes that something is wrong. Luke tries to knock him, uh, t- to knock him out, but fails. And after nearly killing Luke, Ricky is threatened by Garrett with the shotgun. Luke knocks Ricky out, and they tie him up in another chair right beside Ashley. Now, um, this is where you start to realize, huh, this is going south, but it's not going nearly as far south as you think, mm-hmm. because turns out Luke mm-hmm. wanted Ricky to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one nice little bit that happened during that sequence is Ricky gets a hole punched through his cheek with a with pencil. A pencil yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that knockdown, yeah. drag out fight uh, upstairs while he's, look, he's, he's looking yeah. through, through every room in the house trying to find Ashley... That's but, but, that's well that's well choreographed. And why is the pencil there? 
Oh yeah. Well, the pencil is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. They, they everything is set up earlier before they left the the mother, and of course, this is another detail that mm. all you have to do is start thinking back on it. And you go ah, before his mother leaves to go to the party with his with the, his father, she tells the babysitter, "Hey, we're having that sleepwalking problem again with Luke. Here's how. Here's what we're doing. When he goes to bed, we close the door. We put this pencil here. So if he sleepwalk, the pencil falls off." And it, but it doesn't wake him up, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't harm him. But we will know that he's been sleepwalking, and we can, you know, mm-hmm. so this is what we do. And she showed, showed, here's how we set the, the pencil up on the doorknob. Oh, another little thing that I, I liked. Uh, did you notice the design of the doors? All the doors? Mm-mm, I did not. All of the doorknobs are higher than normal. Hmm. In other words, they're not the the regular height of hmm. a doorknob. They're higher. Really. That is a movie trick. Mm. It's a movie trick because anytime you see, every time you see someone having to reach up to turn a doorknob instead of reaching down or forward, it infantilizes them. It makes them seem child like they're children. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so for the rest of the movie, everybody is always reaching up just a little to reach the doorknobs. And it's a subtle visual thing that I first noticed years ago. It's a trick that uh, Argento plays in Suspiria. All the doorknobs mm-hmm. are a little higher than they really sh- they really would be in a, in a natural place. I want to do that on all my doors because I want all my guests to feel that. That's way. right. <laughs> I'm going to go home and do that tonight. <laughs> Could be expensive. <laughs> Might be worth it. <laughs> but it's, 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 I, I noticed it as the movie began, and I was like, and then I noticed that every every time we see someone opening it, all the door all the doorknobs are set mm-hmm. a little higher than average. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, then we're we're making sure that. Mm-hmm. That is a detail that's within this film. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so we see. Yeah, so we see is his mom, like yeah, she she she. They, they what they do is they put the pencil on on the doorknob there to to yeah. to see if he's been sleepwalking, and then but just to have the pencil somewhere nearby, she just sticks it under the carpet right outside the door there. You know, it's just a convenient place to keep it. So when they're having the fight, yeah, he grabs that pencil, puts it in the sheet. And one thing I liked about that fight too is it goes like a fight between an eighteen-year-old boy and, and an a twelve-year-old boy yeah, right, would go right. Yeah, you know, yeah. the twelve-year-old gets in one shot. And then the eighteen-year-old um, takes over until Garrett shows up with a gun. Yeah. yeah. And then the odds are the odds are very much changed at yeah. that point. Yeah. At, at a certain point, Ashley is able to hide the fact that she has gotten hold of a shard of glass from a from a bro, from a, I forget what broke. It was a tequila bottle. They were going to try and make her yeah the, probably a roofie mm-hmm. type yeah. concoction. That was, they were going to have her drink so she would forget everything that happened mm-hmm. when she woke up the next morning. Yeah. There there are so many little. Puzzle pieces, and we can't. We can't. We're talk not going to. We're all. not going to yeah. go through them all because we can't. Forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but one of the joys of this movie is how all of them work. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of them work. But here's the thing. So we've got these two people tied up, and it begin at this point. You think, okay, 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 okay. Even though Luke continues to insist to Garrett, no, 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 we're going to get away with this. Nobody, you know, nobody's gonna, nobody's going to jail. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nothing, nothing like that's happening. And now he's got two people tied up, yeah. two freaking chairs. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and there's a time limit. Sometime tonight, his parents are coming back, and this is when we start to realize that he's got a way to monitor yeah, how far away yeah. his parents are. So yeah. he's stuck something on their, I'm assuming on their car, or somehow monitoring one of their cell phones or something, so he knows where they are. Mm-hmm. How far away they are, so he knows when they start to come home. Yeah, and that's when I think, like I say, I think that's why he built so many trap doors. 
because you can never be sure when they're going to come home. So at any point, he can pull one of those trap doors, everything goes away, he sets everything in place and walks and, 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 goes, and goes into his bedroom and closes the door. So she starts to use a shard of glass to try to cut herself free of, free of the duct tape when she can, when she's not being directly observed. And then Luke and Garrett drag Ricky into the room. And this goes back to a conversation they've been having earlier at the beginning of the film, which is a discussion of the physics of the violence <laughs> in the movie mm-hmm. Home Alone. <laughs> Another Christmas set movie that I've never liked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that people consider it for some reason some kind of Christmas classic or whatever. I've never been able to make it all the way through it. I'll go you one further. I've never seen it. So yeah, I've, I've seen. seen yeah, I've I, seen large chunks of it. Same. I've random. seen parts of it, but mm-hmm. I've never seen it all the way through. Yeah. 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 It's just it's one of those things where it's more interesting to me to talk about the fact that it is essentially just a giant Looney Tunes cartoon where all the violence really has no effect on people, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is what their conversation is in this movie because they've had a long-running discussion, these two buddies, mm-hmm. about the paint can hitting someone in the head. And so they set Ricky in place and try to try the experiment of whether or not you can survive having your head hit with a mm-hmm. paint can dangled from a rope and oh. slung into your face. And uh, let's just say that experiment turns out realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I think it's great that the filmmakers acknowledge the fact, like, they just know ahead of time that this film was going to be described, that people would all over be describing this as, oh, it's like a horror version of Home Alone or something like that, you know? So they go in and just throw that, make that on the surface of the film. And I would love to hear, that's why I'd love to hear back behind the scenes. And uh, I'd love to hear the stories of how this, how this whole idea came about. Because I can totally see whoever first came up with the story watching Home Alone and thinking to themselves, what if you took a kid this resourceful and clever and put it in the head of a sociopath, you know, a kid who's a total sociopath. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see that being the germ of this whole idea. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one thing that, uh, as we watched it, that Laura pointed out that I thought, it's a pretty sharp. As much violence and gore as we're going to describe, it's almost all implied. You see a lot yeah, of blood yeah, on yeah, people, but right. even the paint can to the face, it's all done. Yeah. You, it's almost it's almost completely off screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cleverly so. Not so much that it calls out to the fact right. that hey, we're not going to show this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you think you see it. Yeah. Well, they, but you they don't. do the they do the paint can to the head in one of the most ingenious ways oh, that I can yeah, imagine, yeah, yeah. which is. We don't see the impact. We see the aftermath. But what we actually see the aftermath is is the paint, the yellow yeah. paint in the paint can splattering out in a V-shape yeah. away from where the chair is. Mm-hmm. And then you see his shoes yeah. and suddenly yellow and then red starts yeah. to right. run down. Yeah, I love that. It's really wonderful. And I forget which room it was, but one of the rooms in the house, it may have been the dining room, but the walls are yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can even yeah. see the color of the paint that they had used. Exactly. And it's just another one of the, it's, you're, it's yeah. another one of those details where you're just yeah. like, I see. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> all right. All right. This is extremely carefully put together. This yeah. is a freaking Swiss watch. This thing ticks every minute on the hour perfectly. Click, 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 and it never misses a step. It's it's kind of it's it's kind of amazing because every time I'm I'm waiting for the film to kind of to kind of go off just a little bit to just you know like 
shoot something, you know, 10 degrees to the wrong side of the, the to make the, the wrong choice to one degree or another. You know, as I'm feeling more and more tension build in my body as these scenes rise and fall, as, as, the, as the tension rises and, and then the release happens. I keep waiting for them to blow one. I keep waiting for them to do something where I'm not totally buying what they're selling. And it never happened. I'm, and like I said, it's details like I described, you know, the, the yellow paint mm-hmm. fanning out in a V away from the chair. And it's, like I said, you don't need to see the violence. Impl- your, your mind puts every detail right there in your, in your vision mm-hmm. without the movie showing it to you. It's astonishing. It's, it's extraordinarily well done. And our... And I cannot remember what's the babysitter's name. What is her name again? Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Ashley um, her reaction is perfect when she sees this. She's just yeah. petrified for a moment. Yeah. Like in just disbelief, as you would be when you see something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then she's, I'm out of here. You know, and tries to get away. But but her reaction was completely realistic shock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point when the can hits him, Ashley has managed to cut herself free and is standing there when this happens. And that's what you're, that's what you're talking about. She just mm-hmm. she's stunned, and she just immediately starts pointing the gun the gun at them and says, "All right, this is all over. I've got the gun now. Oh, that's right. Down yeah. here, and Luke's not really acting mm-hmm. like that's any big freaking deal. And she pulls the trigger on the gun and realizes that there was never mm-hmm. any ammunition in the weapon at all. And I that's one thing that I did kind of figure out before yeah. she did that. And the way I, the way it is because he kept setting it on the counter. Like there's no way he couldn't have noticed that she, you know that her bear that one of her feet is bare where she's cut yeah. you know and once I saw that and saw how he kept leaving that gun on the counter at that point I was pretty sure the gun wasn't loaded yeah yeah and well, also there's a when she when he gets it she says is this loaded yeah I checked it yeah, yeah. Right, he did yeah she but at that, see, but she but at that, that point in the story at that point in the story we have no reason to distrust him right yeah, yeah. and I did like the fact that he uses the uh, the brick that was tossed through the upstairs window to knock her out before she mm. can do anything else. Mm-hmm. All Which right. is a great moment as she's about to get away. Yeah. The carolers are next yeah. door yeah. singing and the brick hits her. She falls just as the carolers turn and then one of them, they, they look at each other, yeah. the two carolers are kind of like, huh. And then <laughs> just keep on going. <laughs> and that's where we also learn that it's basically they've had a paint gun rigged out there to trip. You know, that's so that's yeah. what Garrett tripped when it made it look like he had been shot was actually a paint gun that they had put out yeah. there. So he, looked he, at her he, like was, he, he was, he was hit, but not, but, yeah, yeah, but not, yeah, but not by bullets. So, yeah. At, the, at this point, you might think to yourself, what the hell happens next? Sure. <laughs> well, at this point, Luke calls Ashley's ex-boyfriend, Jeremy, claiming that she wants and, and, and t- claiming that she wants him to come over. He tries to get make Ashley do it, and she won't do it. So he makes the call. Jeremy comes over. And by the way, I just want to say, that's the only other actor in this film that I recognize besides oh, really? the two parents. He plays the, uh, if y'all watched uh, Stranger Things... He's, oh. He plays the uh, the the lifeguard older brother that all the older women have the hots for. You know, okay. I can't remember the character's name wow. right now. Wow, you're yeah. right. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah I did not it. recognize uh-huh. him. Okay, yeah. I right. didn't until you said that. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, right. we didn't have the mullet, so you know, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> there, there would be that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, but he's good at playing douches, though. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's certainly good here. Well, Jeremy does come over. He goes to the he goes to the backyard. 
And Luke talks to him and says that Ashley wants him to apologize. And before I, I always interrupt you here at these That's points, all right. right? And I apologize, but one other little touch that as I watched it, I wonder if you're going to say this. Go ahead. I was like, one of the big questions I had. Ah, uh, me like, too. Now wait a minute. Uh-huh. How did this? But he trips over a catapult in yeah. the backyard. He goes, oh no, no, it's a trebuchet. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, how right, the brick right. got through the window. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, what the fuck? What is this? And then you realize that's how that brick, because when the brick yes. comes through the window, yep. Luke and Garrett are both inside. And of course, I'm watching it thinking, what? Well, then who what, threw who, the... What invisible thing could climb into a tree yeah. and throw a brick? Uh-huh. But then it turns out... That it's a trebuchet. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I didn't even catch it. I didn't catch it till the second viewing. I mean, I literally, because I got the end of the oh, film really? and I was playing back, because I was playing back in my head and I, and that's the two things that were bothering me was the SUV, the black SUV, mm-hmm. like who was in the black SUV? And the second thing was, and I was like, okay, I know they had to have, you know, I was like, I was like, that that's too big. Oh, sorry. I was like, that's too big a thing that they, you know, that's too big. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was like, I really hope that that's not something that, you know, that a blooper that they, something in class. <laughs> and there's got to be an explanation. But I was thinking to the film and I could not think of who threw that, how they get that brick thrown through right. the window. Because what happened was the first time around, first of all, I didn't recognize it as an obvious, like, as an obvious catapult. Well, that's you know, true. I didn't really thing. notice it the first time. I was through. laughing at the way, because that, that actor, he plays that scene so funny where he hits his foot on He's like, oh, but he says, like, what the hell is that thing? Because you're supposed to look and wonder, too. I was just laughing at his, the way he played that scene is that little bit of slapstick there where he hits his foot. Um, and then on the, but then the second viewing, not, you know, not only does it show, not only is you know you look at it and you suddenly realize what it is, but just to in case you didn't, the very next shot mm-hmm. <laughs> is looking through the broken glass at him in the yard, and so you're supposed. To, but but that's still that's a great uh, that's a great way to 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 explain something with with the, and still take the chance that somebody is going to miss that, like I did the first time around, and wonder like, oh hey, I got you on this, and you watch the second time, you're like, no, that's okay. They they showed it. It was a great way to show it without calling attention to it because it's not just an obvious. You don't look at that thing and automatically think, oh, that's a catapult you know it's just uh yeah. you have to really try to figure out like you have to kind of ask the question he does what is that thing and mm-hmm. then you realize <laughs> what it is so yeah well, what i love though and this is this is just me being that deconstructionalist dipshit that i love which is that his whole the first time we're shown it is you're right him tripping yeah. over it and going what yeah. is that thing yeah and then walking on past it yeah which is exactly how the movie treats it which is it's a detail mm-hmm. we want you to notice it yeah but we're not going to draw attention to it because it's yeah. not important. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. We're going to right past it. Yeah, we're yeah. past that already. We're, yeah. we're gone. Yeah. We're, we're like four yeah. twists down the road. Uh-huh. you got to exactly. keep moving. But if that is still bothering you, here's your answer. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. curious, yeah. yeah. Yo. But I'm glad, cause was, I'm glad it was bothering you. Yeah, because you too, you're thinking the same thing. Because like, the first time through, I didn't even think yeah. about it because yeah. I was just riding with the movie. But then yeah. the second time when that came through, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Now that I know what the twist is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. those two kids are both here at the same time. And so, yeah. Invisible chip. <laughs> Invisible chip did it. That's right. <laughs> I knew you were going to get it out. You know, sack of shit. <clears throat> well, so with Jeremy there, Jeremy does, he sits down outside on, a, on, the, on the tree swing. And eventually, clearly, he does feel like he should, he's done something that he should apologize for. And so uh, he takes this pad of paper and a pen and starts writing on it. Luke dawdles off walking around the yard behind him while he formulates his apology letter. And then uh, Luke dangles a noose Mm -hmm. down from the tree limb, gets it around his neck, and then uses the freaking lawnmower Mm -hmm. to yank him into the tree and hang him. Of course, leaving the apology letter 
yeah. laying there beneath him. I'm so sorry for everything I yeah. did. <laughs> Precisely. At first, I thought he was actually going to dangle him just on the swing where he was barely on it, and then he was going to get Ashley to, you know, to yeah. do something, or else he was going to drop him up, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. use him as a, you know, uh, until, but then once you see that note, you realize what he was really planning there. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so he has his fall guy. Mm-hmm. The We have the murderer suicide mm-hmm. situation. At this point, Garrett has been inside for quite some time alone with Ashley mm-hmm. while all this is going on out in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And Ashley has finally talked Garrett into, hey, look, you need... To. She doesn't do what I think she. I think she's going to do, which is, you know you're going to be the fucking fall guy. The reason you're here... Because that's what mm-hmm. kept going through my head. Right, is you're yeah. the fall guy, dude. Yeah. The reason you're here mm-hmm. is so that he gets an out. Well... That's not what she does. She finally appeals to Garrett, and Garrett is enough of a human being still to start to, to cut her free. He's yeah, like, and he's pretty freaked out by all this yeah. at, the, yeah. at this he's, point. He's but, really getting freaked but out. But I do love this. the, uh, I mean, to me, it's, it's actually a really kind of, uh, a really effective uh, insight into his character and kind of uh, has an element of truth to it there is where, he, uh, you know, because he has been really uncomfortable all along with what's going on here. Yeah. And she asked him point blank, said like, you know, why do you hang out with this guy? Why do you say, yeah. and, and you're, why are you sticking by this guy? And he says, he's my friend, you know, and, and you this realize. Is, and this is the second time that she's yeah. asked that question and yeah. he's given that answer. Yeah. And, and, and it's like each time it's like, no, you're not his friend. Yeah. But, but, but you see a kid like that, you figure Garrett's probably the weird kid who probably doesn't have other friends, you know, right. and, and, yeah. and really no matter how horrible he sees all this is going, you know, it's, it really is. Luke probably really is the only person who's, and Luke probably has strung him along all along just to be a potential fall guy for these things. You well, know? here's the thing. I, initially I was thinking Luke is a shark and he's the remora, mm. you know, the little fish yeah. that swims along beside mm. the predator. Mm. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that, no, this is worse than that. Mm. This is a, a, a destructive relationship between the two of them and you're right the only reason that luke keeps garrett around is he is a long-term trap door mm-hmm. he is the more the more and this is after the fact you're thinking about it it's like what i thought he was here you know eventually if he'd gotten away with this he was fated to be that oh, fall yeah. guy one yeah. day down the road for something big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think most of us watching this film, you're, if you were by this point, you're pretty much assuming that Garrett's going to be the one that's going to take, that, that Luke yeah. is planning to take the rap for this. But then, like you said, here's the point where I think you're going to say the one yes. thing that Luke did this not is, plan for. Th- this is the one thing that I, I guarantee you he did not plan because it is the only time hmm. that we see Luke lose his shit in anger. Yeah. Not just be angry that he didn't, that plan A didn't work and plan B didn't work. Mm-hmm. He's angry about that. Mm-hmm. But this is him enraged mm-hmm. because he comes back in, sees that Garrett's cutting her loose, and Garrett has leaned over and is kissing her. Yeah, you know, like gives her just a real sweet kiss on the forehead, like, yeah. I'm going to get you out of this. So. Yeah, just kissing her on the forehead. It's almost, it, it read like that, that thing of, I know that you'll never forgive me for this. I, I want you to know how I really feel. And mm-hmm. that is, he just kisses her on the forehead. It's, you're right. It's a mm. sweet gesture. It's the kind of thing that it's like this is probably the, the last time we'll ever be able to even look each other in the eyes. And that's what Luke sees. And at this point, and Luke just guns Garrett down with a shotgun, blows him away. And he's enraged. He's screaming at him. I told you not to touch her. Yeah. I told you not never to touch mm. her. And that is, in my opinion, the only point in the movie where... He didn't. He did not plan that. He was not planning to kill Garrett. Garrett was going to be. He was. In yeah. a, he was a, a back yeah. pocket, get out of jail free card for somewhere down the road, mm-hmm. not this night. 
because he was going to send Garrett home. Hmm. Keep your mouth shut. All this is going to go away, and it would have worked. Garrett would have Garrett would have gone home. All this is over. No big fucking deal. Or maybe even Garrett was going to crash on the floor in his bedroom and say, "Garrett, Garrett came over and and we're we've been asleep up here." Hmm. Would have worked out just the same. The plan would have functioned. It doesn't work out that way though. It's at that point where Ashley. She gets that look on her face after the shock of the gunshot. Mm-hmm. And Luke's calms down and starts talking to her again. And she finally says the thing that has got to be evident to us at all at that point, which is she says, you were never going to let me go, were you? And he admits that that's true. And then he stabs her. Blood starts to flow. And then we see him prepping the scene. Mm-hmm. He's getting everything in place to make it look like the doofus hanging from the tree Came in in a rage, murdered the boyfriend, murdered the ex-girlfriend, and then took his own life. And murdered Garrett, too. Yeah, and murdered Garrett. He's mm-hmm. he's managed to get his fingerprints on everything, leave the gun there next to the body. All nine yards. Looks great. And this yeah. is a highly entertaining sequence, too. It's a I great mean, just montage with, yeah. with the Ramones. Yeah, the Ramones playing. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> use of a Ramones song in this point here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the great thing about his plan, too, is that it doesn't have to be a flawless crime scene no. because the police aren't going to say, well, obviously the 12-year-old in his pajamas did this. Mm-hmm. The 12-year-old who we know has to take sleeping pills and has yeah. a sleepwalking problem, who we found asleep upstairs when yeah. his parents got, his parents found asleep mm-hmm. upstairs when they got home and found this massacre in their house. Yeah, and it even took the sleeping pills. So if, yep. for to some sure reason it got system. to that, yep. it's in there. Yep. So... He would never be suspected, so the police are going to be the ones to say, well, this must be how it happened. Yep. So and, it's a great plan. Yeah. And the way along the way, he keeps realizing where he almost screwed up. The pencil, he realizes he's got to come up with the explanation yeah. for the pencil in the cheek, so he actually just goes down to where Ricky's body is in the chair, sticks a pencil in his in his cheek, and then puts it down in the paint by his, you right. know, so to make it look like Jeremy tortured him, you know. So uh, and, then, I, and then that one last little thing where he's got to get the pencil dangling yes. set set properly on his doorknob, but there's no way for him to do it. And then and I do think it's a, I do think it's great that after all of his great thinking, it never occurred to him that one thing of how impossible it would be to position that small, pencel, that small it's the piece, smallest yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> and like Laura said, he could just tuck it up back under the rug. And his parents would think that she just forgot to put it there. <laughs> that's possible, and too. That, and that, and that, yeah. and that's true, but that never occurs to him. I know. Of course, yeah. he's racing against the clock. He knows his yeah. parents are coming. By that, so. by that time, he's watching, and he knows how far away they are, and he knows they're really close. Yeah. He's only got a yeah. few minutes. Yeah, so he doesn't think of that. He's just, I got to get this on the door. Got to get this set. Got to get this mm-hmm. set. Got to get this set. I, and I did like that. He he sets it, goes out, and, and, is, and walks around, you know, walks onto the uh, the front porch roof to climb in through his yeah. own window and has that little problem with the, uh, <laughs> the has a little problem with the, the Christmas deer. decorations. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. deers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's something that I'd like to bring up now, which is that all the things that we've described in this movie, all the horrific stuff mm. that we talk about that happens in this movie, somehow, and I, I swear to you, I will have to study this movie multiple times to figure out how they were able to do this, but the movie still manages to pull off a tone that allows for for some humor yeah. all the way through it. Yeah. Not constantly, mm-hmm. and not even on any kind of really regular clock. It's, it's yeah. not like, yo, we've gone five minutes, we need to laugh. Well, the whole film feels like a fun thrill ride as opposed yeah. to a sleazy, cynical, grim oh, yeah. sort of, you know... 
nasty yes. piece of work like Last House on the Left. You know? Even though, at the core, this is a movie about a burgeoning psychopath. Yeah, yeah. This kid mm-hmm. is a fucking psychopath. But then you're right, there are laughs in there. One of a movie a bit that I thought was just hilarious is they and the setup takes longer to explain than I'll than I'll take, but they realize they need to get some weed in Ricky's system. Yes. Oh, yeah. So they here, you smoke this. So they put it in his mouth and make him smoke it, and then the smoke comes out of the hole in his cheek. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And the two boys are like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny, it's perfect. Huh. It's not even a necessary detail the movie has to have, but it's another one of those moments where that tension is released, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that's impossible to not be kind of amazed by. It's like, oh my god, they managed, they did that. Wow, mm-hmm. holy shit, good job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of the, it's another one of those where you just want to you want to go to the mm-hmm. the screenwriter and the, and the director and pat him on the back. Man, that, yeah, I wouldn't have thought. Of that. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have managed. I wouldn't have even thought. Let's do that. And Luke is so freaked out by Garrett smoking the weed, he gets so mad at him for smoking the weed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, is he mad at him because he thinks the smell of weed is going to somehow mess up? With no, his yeah. overall trying to sell the plan, or is his twisted psyche the way that he really thinks that's the thing that he's going to get in trouble for that he shouldn't do? In mm-hmm. other words, if that's the thing that's just crossing the line, like in my parents' house, my parents can't find out we're smoking weed, even though we're killing all <laughs> yeah. these people. I mean, I just, yeah, I wasn't sure how that, I think you read it either way, you know. <laughs> well, um, since we are spoilerizing this film yeah, yeah. completely, um, Yes, like hopefully nobody's at this point saying like, okay, I don't want to find out the ending. I'm going to go watch yeah. the you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, the parents show up, you know, all hell break, you know, all hell breaks loose. And then, of course, we cut to the cops are there, ambulances are there, paramedics, everything. They're all there. And, of course, the mother, the, 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 the mother has just, you know, been sitting on the bed cradling um, Luke. Her poor, her poor child who was asleep upstairs when all this horrible carnage went down beneath him. And uh, <laughs> I, I love, the, like I say, yeah. this is smart yeah. writing and directing. We could see through his, his doorway out of the hallway as, the, as Patrick Warburton, the, playing the father, is uh, talking and kind of trying to figure shit out with one of the cops. And uh, it, it's all coming together, man. Everything he's laid out is being picked up. All the little details have worked. Everything is, is coming into into a focus for the for the police. They're they're buying everything he's set out there. It's looking good. And out the window, we can also hear the the paramedics and the cops out there. And we hear, just as you realize, fuck, this kid's gonna get away with this. You hear one of them's alive. Mm-hmm. And I, I immediately knew who it had to be because there's only one of them who could still be alive, yeah. and that's Ashley. And of course. We had the line earlier in the film about the thousand and one uses, uses for duct, duct tape. tape. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ashley knows another use for duct tape too. She slapped some of that shit over her neck wound, and yeah. she's still alive. Yeah. And he looks out the window and sees her being loaded yeah. into the back of the back uh-huh. of the van, and she sees him at the window. And as she's loaded in the back of the uh-huh. ambulance, she flips him off. Uh-huh. This fucker is not getting away with this. Roll credits. And then, yeah, <laughs> a little stinger, little stinger scene, and I love this because it yeah. still leaves it ambiguous. Is Luke turns to his mother and goes, "Mom, I think we ought to go to the hospital and 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 check on Ashley." Yeah. And what is that a direct reference to? What other movie? What sequel? Oh, I don't know. Are oh, you thinking about Halloween, Halloween Two? It's like oh. it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> I think it's a total like setup for you know, just I as thought, a I'm glad you I thought, I thought that, that and have yeah. forgotten that that yeah. that would be the perfect. 
sequel is him in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Stalking her around where there's nobody working and all the lights are out. <laughs> there's getting laid in a hot yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing Grace, <laughs> come sit on my face. <laughs> and you'd have to get that actress to totally cut her hair so they can put a really bad wig on, yeah. <laughs> on her. Like poor Jamie Lee. <laughs> poor Jamie Lee, yes. Oh, my. Well, folks. Yes, uh, yes. We hated you, this movie. Yeah. Did you, did you like this movie at all? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, this movie's oh, great. And, and I want to say, too, I don't know if you guys think I'm way off on this or if you think there's anything to this, but here's the question. The first, if I could ever ask the writers, the who I think the director co-wrote it with another guy, I think yeah. if I could ever ask them this, the question I would ask them is, <clears throat> did Luke's mother know that he was a monster in now, some level? I don't, I don't, because I oh, think well, that she, well, not, not, not that she immediately thinks, I mean, here's the reason. The two things made me think, made me wonder if she, because early, one thing is earlier in the film when he, Actually, he actually he has her tied up, and he's got his head on her shoulder, and says, "My mom, I used to lay my head on my sh- mom's shoulder. She used to let me, you know." And and, yeah. and he said, and he said, and then she stopped doing it. He said, yeah, yeah. and 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 Ashley says, "I know why she did, you know." And I think, and and I think Ashley's thinking because she she started out what you really on. are. And the only other thing is the well, look, there, there, the look on a... Virginia Madsen's face when she's cradling him, when she's got him there at the end, and she's got a rock in her arms. There's something she conveys in her face that may be there, may not, but it almost looks to me like she's she's being mother. She's going to protect him no matter what. You know, she's she's that too. But that there's some but she suspects. There's something on her face, and I feel like her whole demeanor, even in the first. Now the father, I think, is totally clueless, but the mother, just the way she plays herself, is that whole character is just being somewhat really weary and tired and and yeah. and just down about it. And then something about the look on her face and just made me wonder if I wonder if she's half wondering mm-hmm. if this is you know, I don't know if you guys thought that at all, but that's Well, here's the thing. The movie mm-hmm. does and like I say, there are lots of details in here. The mm-hmm. movie lays its bread cl- breadcrumbs out really effectively mm-hmm. for you to finally be completely unable to come to any other conclusion that this kid's a psychopath. Yeah. And one of the things is when he's forced to confess to having yeah. killed Garrett's Hamster, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's a hamster. Or a yeah. Um, and anybody who knows anything about psychopaths, where do they start? They yeah. start, start killing by killing. Animals. They yeah. kill animals in, the, in yeah. their youth. Yeah. And so here's the thing: if he's done one, mm-hmm. he's done more than one. Notice something? Did you notice this? Because it's something you can only notice if you're thinking about that that classic line from Sherlock Holmes: "What's not there?" Right. This the, it's the case of the, the dog barking mm-hmm. in the night. There's yeah. no dog barking at night. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. There's no dog. Yeah. There's no pet. No pets. They don't have pet. The pets they have are fish. Mm-hmm. Or spiders. Or the, out, spider. or the, or the spider. outside cat or exactly. something. Exactly. You know, the detail inside. of yeah. the spider. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Kill a spider? Who gives a shit if you kill a spider? That's yeah. not the kind of thing that... Right. that, that, that yeah. Cats, dogs, boom. That's yeah. the problem. And so, you're right. The mother... Maybe, maybe how much they, of this has he done and how much yeah in other seen, words yeah. did they used to have a cat yeah. did they used to have a dog mm-hmm. and it does make me wonder I don't know if it was part of the script maybe they even filmed it and left it out or maybe I'm just seeing something that was never intended to be there mm-hmm. but I wondered about that black cat yeah and if maybe that was intended to be an animal that escaped from him you know <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that didn't get killed by him somehow yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, I don't maybe. know but it yeah. would it would be another little little mm-hmm. bit of detail Leading you to the no, this kid's a burgeoning psychopath. Mm-hmm. This kid is this kid's gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, very very effective in how it lays all the breadcrumbs out, and you don't even have, you don't have to notice half of the breadcrumbs the thing lays out to just get 
the the thrill ride this thing is the yeah. the shock the awe of what happens in front of you and the unexpected nature of each twist and turn I just I was stunned by how good this movie is yeah. I I really cannot wait to introduce this to more people yeah so. yeah same here yeah I mean, more people need to know about it too this movie is mm-hmm. fantastic yep all right folks we're gonna take a, a break and then we'll come back and uh, we'll uh, say our Merry Christmas goodbyes to you and to the dreaded hated year of 2020. Hey, I'm so glad you could make it. Welcome to my little podcast here, Bill Watches Movies. I'm Bill Mize, I'm the host and creator, and I'll be helping you today. Now, we're a podcast that's a little different from the other ones out there. We start off with a rich and aromatic blend of B-movie weirdness. Then we fold in some Hollywood history and biography. And finally, at the end, we sprinkle just a bit of old-time radio ambiance for that finishing touch. Now we think that that unique combination will bring you an audio experience that you'll want to enjoy again and again. Each month, we'll serve up a story that will entertain you and bring a smile to your face. I do hope that you'll subscribe and try an episode. They're a wee bit naughty, but won't go directly to your waistline. Now, to learn even more, you can always go to our website, BillWatchesMovies.com, for show notes, blog posts, resources, and just general dorkitude. Now, I'm also on Twitter. Just search for Bill Watches Movies. I'm pretty easy to find, and I would absolutely love to hear from you. Thanks again for checking us out. Relax, enjoy the music, and then enjoy the show. All right, we'd like to thank everybody for coming and uh, listening to us babble about this film. This is one of the most recent films I think we've ever covered. And uh, I, I don't know how many times we'll linger in the 21st century talking about any movie, really. Uh, we don't do it. All, we don't do it often here or at the Nashi Cast. Yeah, yeah we're but, just a bunch of old codgers. That's right. Around, Hate everything sitting, modern. Yeah. <laughs> sitting around it's in front of the modern. general store playing checkers by the pickle barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your fancy backgammon table to yourself. <laughs> modern crap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, next. <laughs> Once again, thank you for being here. Next month, Troy and I will return to The Bloody Pit to talk about uh, the next film in our long-going series of universal films or universal horror films from the 1940s. Uh, The next film up is The Strange Case of Dr. R.X. Which I've never seen. And uh, I think think you're going to enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a... it's uh, very much in keeping with the the, uh, the tone of like something along the lines of uh, Mad Doctor of uh, Mad Doctor of Market Street. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah, I believe we've got Pinky in this one too, right? And now he's in, isn't Lionel Atwell in this one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was thinking. Well, this that. is it's got Patrick Knowles, so oh, he's back well, again. Patrick Knowles is back. Lionel Atwell, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and Gwen, oh, always yeah. a good awesome. thing. Awesome, uh, and just just to whet your appetite, the one-two punch of Manton Moreland, oh, and Shemp Howard. Wow. Oh man. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> It's funny they had Africa Screams the other night on, on TCM, and I'd forgotten that both Jim Howard and Joe Besser are in that film, which Man. is incredible. <laughs> How many Oscars did this movie get? Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, we'll be back uh, next month to talk about Mad Doctor Street. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got other other shows on the boil. I've got a few more uh, guests uh, that will be returning. Uh, I know uh, Amanda Reyes and I need to set up a, a conversation where we're going to talk about uh, some Lamberto Baba stuff. And uh, I got a few other things that I want to uh, want to finally get to. There's so many shows, so many different things mm. that I want to cover on the bloody pit that it just sometimes gets a little out of control. I will admit. And it of course, the muddy pit, <laughs> the muddy bloody pit. Mm. <laughs> but of course, uh, later later on in uh, 2021, Mr. Hudson will uh, return, and we will start talking about whatever film comes to mind for him, and except course. except for porno films. We've mm-hmm. ruled out porn films. And there's been another vote for Grunt the Wrestling Movie. Yes. And, and, and another uh, gallon of urine has been rained down upon the head of such a, such a vote. How many times am I going to have to hear from you that this re- election was rigged and, <laughs> and that these votes are phony? I can't take it anymore. I've called the governor and I will this. bend him to my will. I'm going to take this to the Supreme Court. <laughs> And if my lawyer can stop farting in front of congressman, <laughs> we're going to be okay. I'm going to have a press conference in front of a dildo store <laughs> and force you to cover Grunt the Wrestling movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God, this year has been such a clusterfuck. Yes. You know, 2021, it's got to be better. You'd think. Vaccines, sanity returns. Please, God, someone send us some freaking help. If it has to be extraterrestrial, I'll, I'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine with that. But I want to thank both of you for coming and doing this again. This was uh, this whole series of uh, holiday horrors was your idea in the first place. So, once again, great idea. Thank you for coming up with it because clearly I'm not creative enough <laughs> at all. We agree. Yeah. <laughs> two out of, ask the three of us agree on something. <laughs> two out of three podcasters agree. <laughs> well, I'm Rod Barnett. And I'm John Hudson. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we will talk to you again next time. Merry Christmas. Or Indeed. Happy Crimble. <laughs> uh, happy Hanukkah. Quasi Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what else we got? We can just defend everybody with happy holidays again, I guess. There's that war on Christmas again. Oh, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Bye, everybody. Bye. Right. So, how do you figure on the naughty tonight scale, daffy old pal? Well, since nobody's perfect, guess I ought to stockpile a little insurance here. <laughs> Nothing like a fifth of little holiday bash to make up for a couple of little past indiscretions. Forgive and forget. That's what I always say. Sometimes... So here's some sodas and a nice big bag of pretzels. Sky's the limit here at Daffy's Holiday Fest. Come and get it. All I want for Christmas is more, more, more. More than a duck ever got before. Gimme caboodles and oodles and oodles and soon all my loodles slide out the door. I hope Santa brings the real truckload. It won't all fit into his sleigh. This Christmas I want a real duckload to put the hall in holiday. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, tis better to give than receive, they say. I know you've heard that before. I'll give my advice, and that is it's nice to get more, more, more. Let's put the pedal to the metal, Mr. Maestro. All I want for Christmas is more, 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 more than you might give a dime.
when Santa comes down my chimney with gifties and goodies galore. I hope he can squish in, cause I will be wishing for more, more, more. Listen up, Santa aficionados. Christmas is the spirit of giving, but it's also time to learn to accept gracefully, too. Never look a gift horse in the mouth, especially without a mint to offer him. And never turn your back on a gift horse whose mouth you've just sucked into, either. Yes, giving is swell, but so's learning to become a gracious receiver. And the better the giving, the more sincere the thanks. So this goes out to Santa Claus, wherever you are. Thanks, thanks, thanks. If yours is silver, then mine must be gold. If yours needs a push, mine's remote controlled. If yours goes whoosh, then mine goes zoom. If yours says rat-a-tat, then mine says kaboom. Very funny. Ha ha. It is to laugh. And when Santa comes down my chimney with gifties and goodies galore, I hope he can squish in, cause I will be wishing for more, 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 more. Okay, big Broadway finish here, Mr. Music Maestro. Uh, wait a second.